Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Interview Show. This is episode 619. We've got a real friend of the show, um, a member, a regular member of the WP Tonic Friday panel show. We've got Spencer Forum with me. Um, Spencer is the founder and CEO of WP Launchfly and also the plug, the great plug-in Launchflows that's a sponsor of the show. We're going to be talking about secrets of the WordPress stack. That sounds interesting. But um, I'm going to let my co-host, I'm going to quickly let Spencer introduce himself very quickly, and then we're going to go into this interview. So first of all, Stephen, Stephen, you have returned from doing a lot of work. Would you like yeah. to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, Stephen Souter. It's good to be back uh, from zipfish.io. I uh, was on a two-week family vacation, so trying to do work and vacation at the same time was challenging. So it's good to be back home and in the saddle, so to speak. It's more relaxing being back at work, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> almost. Um, yeah, almost. And obviously, the only Spencer Forum. Can you, uh, Foreman, 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 I don't know, I'll get mixed up. Close enough. Yeah, I just I just want to say I'm I'm glad to finally meet you in person, Jonathan. I've heard a lot about you <laughs> and Stephen as well. It's nice to meet you and finally be on the show. So after all these years, you've been on here multiple times. What the hell? What are <laughs> that? What the hell are you? Seven and nine. What the goofing. hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm I'm goofing on you. By the way, I want to just uh, call out to our good friend Heather Renzi because I think this is going to be my new. Wait, show up. <laughs> Hello, Spencer Foreman. <laughs> yeah, you may not have seen that show, but Heather made it a dramatic and a very powerful impression on the audience last week with her. Oh, she always makes the impression of me. <laughs> yum, awesome. yum, yum, yum. That's all I've got to say. Uh, right. <laughs> we descended into mayhem before we even start. Before we go into the main part of the interview, I want to talk about our, one of our major sponsor. That's Castos. Um, if you're looking to get into podcasting, and you really should do, it's just a great way of building your own personal brand and also meeting really interesting people. Or you've got clients that are interested in to getting into podcasting, you really want to look at Castos. They've got a flat rate um, uh, pricing structure, so you're not penalised by success. It's really very cheap and reasonable what they, they are asking. They're WordPress people. Matt Medeus, um, the great podcaster himself from the Matt Report, um, is the head of sales and customer experience. So they're embedded in the WordPress community. Um, really just go over to their website. You'll find all the links all over the WP Tonic website. Go and have a look what they got offer. If you do decide to buy for yourself or for clients, please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic website. It really helps them and us. So, Spencer, um, where to begin? So, you got this title, The Secrets of the WordPress Stack, and obviously you got your a consultancy um, business, WP Launcherfly. Um, tell us more. Tell us more, Spencer. Well. <clears throat> To not sound too mysterious or provocative, let me set this up by saying... Oh, never. 
I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you met me before? Um, let me start out by saying that we all owe a debt of gratitude to the existence of WordPress. And of course, you know, Matt single-handedly bringing this about through his own efforts in the early days has created what is, I think, singularly now the only platform of this magnitude. I mean, really 40, 50% of all CMS market where it's an open source environment. I mean, if you think about it, there's really nothing else. There was Linux at one time, but I don't think with the exception of maybe Magento, but I think Magento is now sort of fizzled away in some in some respects. There was never really anything or isn't anything today that compares with an organic granola open source community that has built something that essentially powering nearly half of the internet as far as the underlying you know framework and so forth. So if we start with that premise, the thing that we've all been discussing is that it fosters an environment where virtually anybody can rise to be a superstar and you can create a product from nowhere. And we've seen some real call out products in the last year. In fact, uh, I'll just pick on one because there's others that I've said a million times. But for example, Fluent CRM, Shah Jahan Joel and his team came out of the blue. Maybe they heard us talking about it and otherwise, but like came up with a plugin based CRM, which was the only real plugin in the space other than there, there's Groundhog and Adrian Toby, of course. And then there was a, one that was called something, something that got absorbed by uh, and killed. It was called no BS, zero BS. Yeah, really bizarre. Absorbed by automatic, bizarre, right? A bizarre name. I, I don't know if it'll ever rise to the surface, but my feeling is it's dead and buried and they they hid the, the remains. So what you've got is a scenario where these plugins can come out of nowhere, solve a problem, and now you've got an audience in the tens or hundreds of millions. I don't really, I don't think it's hundreds, but like tens or maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions. Some plugins have five, 10 million users, like a WooCommerce. And I think what's so exciting about that is how accessible all the code is, how the relationships are. But here's the corollary to that, or I would say here's the flip side of that. We've got a scenario where the, the hippie granola like ability to get anything anytime you want gives people those two big problems. Shiny ball syndrome, or building Frankenstein monsters. And wrapped around that is a sort of seesaw of balancing interests. On the one hand is automatic funded by VCs who want to commercialize the thing that's been created for their reasons, of course. On the other side are all of us makers who want to commercialize our products. And now we've got this consolidation of the customer saying, this is all too confusing, gang. Like 265,000 choices is not what happens when I go over to Shopify or Wix, or Weebly, or Squarespace, or even ClickFunnels. And so the secret of the WordPress stack, which is where my mission has been focused for the last year, but it's grown out of 15 plus years, is how to show people, starting for free, that WordPress really is a platform, and it really has a couple key plugins that will, found, will be the foundation of anybody's solution. And then when you're established with that, Having an association, which is something else I'm working on, of the makers who can come up into the organization, just like with these little uh, little doodads here. Before these little USB sticks existed, there was 80 million ways to connect electronics. Now all the makers of electronics said, we're going to agree to use this standard, and now all of our stuff works together. So my focus this year and going forward is going to be on helping educate people for free 
which plugins they need to have an instant satisfaction solution on the most powerful platform in the world that they will own and control for themselves or their clients, but that they will also be able to get unified agreement of opinion by the makers who will be organizing under something that I'm going to be announcing soon, I hope, to act as an association that counterbalances or offers at least an alternative to what maybe Automatic is saying. And this is not designed to say there's anything wrong with what Automatic and Jetpack are doing. That's awesome. And they'll be working with you know the, the hosts and the other partners they have. But us makers don't necessarily have to have that as our only option. You know, we, we create our own content. We create our own products. We can work together and we can do it for the benevolent benefit of all of the end users. Because let's be honest, all three of us work in the space and most of the listeners work in the space of satisfying customers. How much time have any of us spent in the last year, two years, five years, explaining why there's seven different choices of page builders or why there's 10 different problems with things colliding? And so that's where the secret lies. The secret lies in we are on the cusp of a, a benevolent, peaceful, beneficial revolution for everybody in WordPress, where it evolves from a sort of random granola party into something that is very, very simple to understand, even for somebody coming in from the outside world. Thanks for that. Over to you, Stephen. <laughs> Great commentary, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm glad you just gave us the secret to cold fusion. Over to you, Stephen. Um, Quick, 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 quick you, you never like what I've got to say anyway, so I thought I'd just throw it over to Stephen. This is like having your ex-wife on the show. <laughs> well, I think what would be helpful is a definition around the term you used. You said granola. What do you mean by granola? Well, in other words, we've got a community, and I was a participant of this. When, when I first started in WordPress, it was around 2006, I think right near the beginning. I think maybe officially was forked around 2004 or five, but like in six was when it was like an actual, you could use it. Um, th there was like a handful of us sitting around a campfire, as I recall. I mean, legitimately, it was in the tens or hundreds, maybe low thousands. So it was like somebody had a a, like a Grateful Dead listening party in their backyard and said, bring something to eat and drink. And that attitude has been the basis, in my opinion, of the appeal of WordPress. And it's been something that up until recently was carried off very well by Automatic and Matt and so forth. But I think even, even everybody, this isn't poking anything at anybody, even the most logical person realizes you can't have a backyard picnic with 50% of the internet all bringing random things to the party. It just doesn't work anymore. That's my point. You know, at some point, we all have to accept and look at the money being thrown around this year. There are real companies with real money having real financial incentives to organize and consolidate and team up and, and do things with this because it's no longer a picnic or a, hey, man, that sounds good. I'll trade you this thing for that thing. And, you know, I do. I do agree with you because at the present moment, um, the situation, um, obviously, all you know, the founder um, or the joint founder, I think Little's um, contribution to the starts of WordPress have been diminished. Um, but at the present moment, it it's automatic. And the hosting companies, they also seem to have a lot of influence behind the scenes. And the, it, but it's the plugin, it's the service side and the plugin producers to me that are have been one of the main 
contributors to the building and the popularity of WordPress, not the hosting providers. What what do you, what's your comment um, about that? And then we can go for our break, um, Spencer. Yeah, I mean, see, here's the thing. I, I also want to set the tone of this conversation because I, while I'm willing to be, and often am on the WP Tonic show, provocative and so forth and poking my thumb at other people who are poking this direction. That is the purpose of the Friday show. But this is not in that tone, okay? And here's why this is important, I feel, to, to clarify. We are all blessed for the benefit of what has developed over time. And it, it's undeniable, like peanut butter and chocolate, they go together and you couldn't have had WordPress forking and working without the contribution of both the people on automatic side and Matt, as well as all the makers. This is the thing that has worked. This magic has worked. And I've been lucky to be here and witnessed it and had my own flavor of, of involvement. However, I don't think that that's the conversation because there is more than enough <laughs> to go around. Okay. The issue that we're talking about is that as we sit here today, there's, let's call it a reasonable level of objective frustration or objective potential. If you've got a company working in the way they are with the venture side of things, we don't have to say it's good, bad, otherwise, but they've got their agenda. They got their resources. What I am saying is we don't have to beg their permission or ask for their blessing to go ahead and use the same open source stuff to achieve our own goals. And I have no interest in being political or saying good, bad, or otherwise, but I am interested in saying, wouldn't it benefit the end users on both sides if there was clarity of purpose of what WordPress really is and does because somebody finally organized it amongst the makers themselves? Because even automatic would benefit in that regard, wouldn't it? I mean... Yeah, you not political. Uh, let's let's find the folder of C and DC's letters I've received. Well, the thing this is why I bring this up, John. Oh, they're over here. The folder of the here's here's, letters. here's where I'll bring it. I'll bring uh, the rubber to the road. Okay, in the past, we all know the stories of when a particular maker or a particular business decided to challenge the 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 status quo of the top down. Okay they were objectively squashed or penalized or, or disappeared. It was very much like a dramatic, you know, like the Sopranos episode. Think of it this way. The reality of what we have now is such that those of us who make stuff can go about our business without offending or pointing fingers or comparing badly to the king or the, the boss because it's irrelevant now. In other words, in a small community with small market where nobody knows how to monetize, that's one thing. There's plenty to go around. The issue, though, is objectively, by being respectful, those of us on the maker side who will organize around this particular thing will actually afford each other protection. Yeah. And will afford I'll each other protection. And I have no plans to go into my comments in this interview, so that's fine. Oh, okay. We're going to go for our break, and we'll come back. We'll be delving in this world of what the new possibilities for WordPress are, um, which I'm very excited about. We'll be back in a few moments. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, 
you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try LaunchFlows today. We're coming back. I had a great initial discussion with Uncle Spencer. Uh, um, so, Spencer, I, I think we're not seeing the best days of WordPress yet. I, I think it's exciting. I, 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 I think yeah, it's exciting I want, I just want, what, what, what's I, to come. What do you think is coming in the next few years for the whole WordPress community? Well, let, let's spin this in the positive way that I would like it to be, because I know it comes off as odd, and you and I have fun. We joke about the topic. but So let's assume we start with the premise, and we'll put that baby to bed, that thus far there has been a less than ideal execution on explaining to the outside world what WordPress is. Okay, Let's just say that's the case. So now we have a choice. The choice of going forward isn't about complaining about what the other side was doing. The choice is what are we going to do about it now? And so some of the exciting developments that I myself feel are part of the secrets of the stack is, number one, let's talk about the layer of the page builders versus Gutenberg. Number two, let's talk about hosting. Number three, let's talk about the business model of like makers collaborating together in a way that is cooperative as if they were working for one platform. Okay. So starting, you know, starting with the first premise, um, or let's just talk about it, you know, as a mixture. When somebody comes into WordPress, it's not always clear to them what they're supposed to do, right? There's very few platforms, like you don't go to Shopify or Squarespace or Wix or Weebly, and then you first have to figure out what's the .comverse.org or figure out, you mean hosting's not included? Or you figure out like, you mean I don't get just one of each feature I have? So when you're talking about the experience for people who are coming from other competitive spaces, WordPress has so much that can be an improvement. And it means not that like we have to complain or beg them to do it, but rather we can organize ourselves as the makers into something that avoids the conflict between various plugin authors or various hosting authors. And yet at the same time, let's be honest, when you go to the store and look at Soda Pop, there's 47 different flavors of cola, right? It's not like there's just one of each. It's just they figured out where to put them on the shelf so that the buyers get what they want, and yet the other companies making it still make money. Um, and so from the standpoint of like 
Hosting, I undeniably feel there will always be room for more and more hosts, but like a Stephen can attribute, you're going to need to niche down or niche in or attribute it to something specifically as an end result, whereas in the past, it might have been good enough to just say generic hosting, right? Um, when it comes to plugin authors. I just love that you mentioned Stephen, but not my well, I don't know, you know, because Stephen and I spoke at length about Zipfish and, and other things, and and it's not, I think, any surprise. I don't want to speak for Stephen, but like there are things that are commodities and things that also are niches. And there's enough of a community using WordPress that a company can do extremely well with a very small niche because it's a large pool of potential, right? So okay. totally, I totally agree with you. Um, Stephen, have you got a question? Uh, I, question or statement, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Oh, but, you, I, must, <laughs> my, I must be growing on you. My influence is growing on you. <laughs> uh, I, I think what you're saying, Spencer, is really interesting about like how when somebody approaches WordPress, like how, how do they approach it? And then the confusion that obviously happens as they're getting into it. Do you, do you think that most people are coming to WordPress from a third-party source, let's say like an LMS sort of system? Like I'm, I'm Googling LMS stuff and somebody's like, oh, LearnDash is the best. And so I go learn, I, you know, I start going down that route and find out all these things about uh, what, you know, WordPress is and what I need to do to get it working. And like, you know, maybe I'm Googling CRM and I like stumble across fluent CRM. Or do you think people are starting more from the, I want WordPress to do X, Y, and Z, and then finding those plugins. Like somebody who just doesn't know WordPress that well, how are they getting into it? <laughs> and what direction are they coming from? We found two channels, okay? So there's top-down, bottom-up. The Let's start with the bottom-up. Bottom-up are those who come into the WordPress community who are what I would refer to mostly as tinkerers or implementers or designers who have something in the WordPress space that drew them to it it could be a theme, it could be a plugin, it could be a feature. And in doing so, they became much like, I can speak for myself, maybe you guys, became enamored with, oh my God, this is the best Lego kit of all time. I can literally make my livelihood by becoming a specialist of doing this, that, or the other. But as a result of being exposed to the underbelly of WordPress and its granola picnic, hey man, let's trade our stuff for free trading cards mentality, there is a mindset on the pricing that is a little distorted, right? You know, this plugin does everything I need and my clients need for their entire seven-figure business, and you want to ask $80 for that? How dare you? Okay, then there's the top-down crowd, which comes from, like, your CRMs in particular, right? I'm, I'm coming from... Salesforce or Infusionsoft or, you know, one of those. Salesforce or Infusionsoft used to like, first of all, their enterprise product, but Infusionsoft used to charge $2,500 just for the privilege of being able to get a demo of their product. And those days are long gone. Salesforce can still get away with it. However, we're finding a huge influx of enterprise level customers who are realizing that they spent a half a million dollars on Drupal and some CRM last year when they could have done that for a few thousand dollars and owned and controlled on WordPress. Now, what that means to us in the maker space, there are those who will want a product that goes to the tinkerer crowd. It's like launch flows would fit in that both directions, but that would fit in the price model and the lifetime deal and so forth. And that's an attractive thing because people get excited and they become fanboys. Then the top-down people could care less what is under the hood of their solution. They need the outcome. They need service level agreements. They need professional level support. And they are shocked 
if you don't tell them that it has five figures in the price. And so what I'm suggesting is each maker can make a decision if whether they want to go down or up, and that's not a you know benefit or curse. And you'll have a larger volume, but more maybe hands-on and support versus a smaller volume, but higher income, but also more responsibility. And I feel that that's, you know, with our research and the data we're collecting at WP LaunchFi, that's proving itself out in a good way for the makers. Here's why. The same stack of plugins are working to satisfy both ends of the market, which is an extraordinary thing if you think about it, because like, I'm not picking on Mark Benioff. He's a billionaire. He can do whatever he wants. But Salesforce as a software on the interface or its user features and stuff is not remarkable. I mean, it's super powerful, but it's not remarkable. And they've not had to change it in many iterations because they're locking in all these enterprises. When you look at the software on WordPress, it's pretty freaking remarkable. I mean, both from the interface and the power and the fact that it runs on a tiny little LAMP server and so forth. So I think that's the most exciting thing is that like an iPhone, we've got an iPhone that does more than the whole Apollo space program computers combined, right? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. I want to put one final question be, um, before we wrap up the podcast of the show. Are you okay for staying another 15 minutes for bonus content, Spencer? Bonus. Bonus, right. But let's go for our final question. Um, it's a kind of follow-through question to what you've just stated. You know, um, WP Tonics in the e-learning area, that's where I planted my flag, e-learning. And we have um, we have SaaS competitors. We have Kajabi, Learnable, Teachable, and a host of other ones, enterprise level, um, education, you know, a host of SaaS competitors. I think if... WordPress goes the right way, that way that we hope, I think it's going to get increasingly hard for these SaaS competitors to compete and really have a kind of real sane business model or argument against WordPress. What do you think? Well, I, th I think you do bring up a good point, which is, first of all, there's always an evolution of what's popular, right? So even if even if a company does everything right, they could fade out of public favor or they could just still make money and fade out of public view. Oh, For example, just, we've... Oh, can I just quickly interrupt? I apologize. Yeah. I think that in some ways, I think these SaaS in the e-learning have grown because of the weaknesses of WordPress. If those weaknesses are slightly removed, which we hope, and it improves, which looks like it can do, I think they're going to increasingly have a tough time. Sorry. Well, I mean, if you look at how the business model is for SaaS e-learning, it's not about the interface or the features. It's really about the fact that they're going to promote and market people into a marketplace and then get audiences to that. So if if you look at a Thinkific or something like that, they're really not selling you how easy or amazing it is to make your courses online. They're selling you, this is where you can make a course, dump it into here, and there will be people buying it. <laughs> Right. And even if it's at a discount for many authors, that's the attractive thing about it. I'm not 100% sure whether those authors would care to go to the trouble, even as simplified as it could be, of hosting their own WordPress website for one or two courses. However, for the other kind of user who, a school or a person with many courses or a business with many courses, I do tend to agree that if it can be simplified, and again, this is where Launchify is trying to make it easier for the environment as well, we call them use cases. If you could come and see there's a use case 
that is literally the same or better of features and some, you know, simplicity and ease of use, less money and you own it, control it, and you can get it ready to go from a WordPress type of solution. Why wouldn't you? Because at the end of the day, people in this membership economy are cognizant of what a membership costs. So like I was joking with a friend at lunch the other day, how we all have Hulu Plus and Disney and Netflix and, and Amazon Prime and all the rest because they've lowered their prices to such an extent you can just pay seven here, 12 there, 15 there every month and never get off of it. But some of those SaaS platforms are not that inexpensive. So for many people, they would recognize, you know what? If I own it and control it and I just pay, you know, a small amount every year for the plugins, then WordPress really is something that would be useful. And for the implementers, that's the big benefit. I'm an implementer who has an, a niche audience of, let's say I'm into chiropractic or something. If I know what they need and how they need it, well, I'm just going to take the TV dinner of this use case. I'm going to customize it for them. And I'm going to sell them the thing with the content and all the goodies. So it's like razor blades and razors. You know, one hand is creating a tool for the next hand, which is passing it off to the other hand. And along the way, everybody makes more money. But it has to start. And that's where the secrets are. Yeah. It has to start with a unification of what the hell is the platform and what does it contain? Yeah, that's great. The reason why, just to wrap it up, um, and then we go on to bonus content, the reason why I brought this up is that I feel some of these SaaS competitors like Kajabi and to some extent Teachable, they have been very effective in their anti-WordPress propaganda um, and it's been consistent anti-WordPress propaganda. I think it's fair based upon what we're talking about today, because like even us who spend every day of our you know, work life with WordPress, it was only two weeks ago that I finally said Gutenberg has reached a level of usability. And there's many people about yeah, accessibility I don't, and so I wanna, on. I want to respect what you said earlier. I, we maybe we can do this in the bonus content, but I want. No, keep, I mean it's I, not a criticism. Keep, it's just you know, I, I, want keep, okay. I, want to, I want to keep the podcast part more upbeat. And it is, go, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I, I don't take that as a. I mean, see, you don't take what I'm saying the wrong way. No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not I can say objectively that it's it's not a criticism. It's just a factual yeah. statement. I mean, nobody would argue that they're working on improving Gutenberg. That's not yeah, saying exactly. it's bad. It's just okay. the truth. I know, I know you're worried about the lawyers calling today. No, no, <laughs> I, think, I was respecting the general tone of the interview, actually. I was respecting, because you, you did indicate that you wanted, at the first half of the show, a, a more upbeat, more positive tone to this interview, and that's what I'm trying to... Just, right. just to riff off of what Jonathan was saying earlier about Kajabi and kind of what your, your answer there, uh, that, like, you know, Spencer, about their marketing being like, yeah, of course, Kajabi is better than WordPress in some areas. Like, like Kajabi is easier. I mean, I've logged in the Kajabi backend. I've helped people with Kajabi stuff. It's, it's simpler, but can you do everything you want with it? No. no. So, yes. so the answer is if there's something you want to do, you just don't do it. Where yeah. WordPress is, if there's something you want to do, you can find a way to do it. And that's, and that's really where WordPress starts getting complex Right. is as you start figuring those things out, you're layering just plugins need, and stuff. We um, just so, need to make that initial, what you just said, you know, when you first, we just need to make that experience a bit easier. That, but, we need, but we that need is the to, heart of it. We, but, but, you never, 
we need to wrap it up, Spencer, for the podcast part of the show. If you really want to support the show, please join us on the WP. You want to hear how this ends? <laughs> WP <laughs> Facebook um, group, um, the Mastermind Group. If you're making a living from WordPress, you really do want to join our Facebook group. We've got a load of experts like Spencer who admin the Facebook group. We love you to join us and join the discussion. We're also in the near future going to be producing a weekly WP Tonic newsletter with all the latest news, plugins, recommendations, everything you would want to know if you are really in the WordPress community. We'll be starting that in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're going to wrap up this. Please join us for the bonus content which you'll be able to see on the the whole interview, plus the bonus content on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Spencer, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? I would encourage anybody to go over and try WPLaunchify.com's free discovery tool, which will reveal some things that are personal choices about what a stack might look like for their need, for their use case. You can check out launchflows.com if you want. That's the plugin that amplifies WooCommerce's behavior. But Launchify is really where I think this conversation is about. So that would be a good place. And you can always reach out to me at help at wplaunchify.com. That's great. And Stephen, how can people find out more about you and your company? Uh, head over to ziff.io, run a speed test, see how much faster your website could be. That's great. We'll see you next week with another great interview, another great WordPress or marketing discussion. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 